Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. I am your host, Jay Madison, along with the illustrious Ron Robbins sitting across. Wow. (laughs) That's the first time I've ever called you that, illustrious. illustrious. Wow. Uh, Does it fit? Uh, Not really, Jay. (laughs) It sounds good, man. It sounds good. You'll build you all up and then burst your bubble somewhere down the road. Well, yeah, I think my bubble was burst a long time ago. (laughs) Hey, how have things been, sir? Uh, Things have been good. It's been a couple weeks since we've done a podcast. been doing a little traveling. Uh, yeah. We got some rain. Finally, finally. finally. Boy. Uh, a little bit of rain here in the North Country, but man, things are still dry around yeah, the country. Yeah, so, you know, we, uh, we're putting in some drainage tile and uh, in the fields, and that, even with three inches of rain, it, it barely soaked in six, eight inches. I mean, it's really dry. That dry out there. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well. We've you know seen the flooding down in the south now, so that's not good. No, uh, but the places that could really use the rain, the West Midwest and and different parts of Texas, I don't think they've gotten it yet. No, right, and uh, you know New York State. Uh, I was in Western New York last week. Um, very very dry. The Hudson Valley and Connecticut, Massachusetts area. They say those farmers have nothing to harvest down there. Wow. That's not so. Good. Yeah, we can uh, at least be thankful that I can't. I can't believe how fast the grass greened up after it got a little drink of water. <laughs> I, was, I mowed the lawn for the first time in three weeks yeah. yesterday, and that was a mistake letting it go because, man, the past few days it went poof. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> so, weeds popped out and the grass took off. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, that's for certain. Yeah, so we're we're headed into fall, and uh, it's a. Can't believe summer's almost over, Jay. Yeah. Now, over at Old McDonald's Farm, and for those that don't know, uh, Ron and his family own Old McDonald's Farm, which is a agritourism destination extraordinaire. Uh, have about 40,000 people a year come yeah. through Old McDonald's yeah. Farm. You have a pretty busy, and I'm not going to ask you to read off all the events, but you folks have a pretty busy lineup coming up this weekend. Yeah, this weekend is, uh, um, I call it maybe mass chaos, not even organized <laughs> chaos. But no, we got some exciting things. Of course, we've got our Sunflower Festival going on, and the rain was perfect. The sunflowers are popping. Nice. And uh, they're going to look really beautiful, the flowers. And uh, I've heard people talking about the Sunflower Festival. That's a big thing for some people. Yeah, and uh, along with it, um, we uh, last night we hosted uh, a Fort Drum group with Goat Yoga. <laughs> goat um, Yoga. Yeah. Now, Ron, do you go out and no, do this No, no, yoga? no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll... Uh, I, uh, I uh, am not partaking in that. Uh, I think you and I should go over to one of these goat yogas and and work out with all of. Well, the we can herd the goats, maybe, but uh, <laughs> no, they'd say there's a couple of old goats yeah. here. <laughs> so then we also had a, a lady put on a sip and paint class last night in the sunflower field. Nice, nice. I. 
when uh, Congresswoman Stefanik's staff was here, that was mentioned, I think, by you or somebody. Yeah. And they were talking about that afterwards, uh, yeah. how cool that is. A sip and paint yeah. in the sunflower field. Yeah. So that the, would be neat. The lady uh, that puts it on, she uh, she basically coaches the participants to uh, do uh, paintings. And, uh, and they have some wine and whatever. And uh, so I guess it was a good event. I... You didn't would, do that one. Either. I didn't do that one either. <laughs> and then, of course, the, like I said, this weekend is the big festival. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of. We're going to have a food truck. Uh, I think Worth Gold Farm is going to be oh, there. Oh, nice! And they do a great uh, job. face painters, and then we have uh, truck and equipment expo with all the big trucks and farm equipment for the boys, and for the girls, we have princess day now ron you need to be woke now well <laughs> we're 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 not gender neutral on our farm so uh we still identify people by their gender now i'm sorry for those out there that uh we're not always politically correct right. on the podcast sorry folks <laughs> and it's nothing against everybody that has different Right, Whatever. it's just it's that's just the way the we way you are. do it on your farm. Yeah, so so, uh, but no, so we're gonna have that going on this weekend. So it's gonna be you've got a busy weekend. Yeah, so I've been getting equipment parked there, and uh, the girls, uh, we, Jake and I, had to put the signs up in the entrance to the secret garden, which takes you into the sunflower field, and we had to have Nancy there uh, coaching us through putting these I signs heard about up. That. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Nancy doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell her. Ron. But I heard about that. So believe me, it's been a high stress week, Jay. <laughs> well, good. Hey, you know, high stress means there's lots of things going on. That's I true. Think. That's true. And uh, that's, that's great. And, and, you know, that's a great demonstration of what agriculture in general can bring to tourism is destinations, fun things, unusual things to do. You know, Old McDonald's Farm is, you know, obviously the the prime example, but there, you know, there's so many things that go on on our farms. You know, uh, Burville Cider Mill just opened up with their cider and donuts. You know, that's huge. Everybody, oh, Burville's open, which rightly so, because those donuts add about 10 pounds every time I, I... and we all season. have a history of going to the Burville Cider Mill as kids. So, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But you guys do cider donuts, too. Yeah, we yeah. do that in the fall. And, of course, uh, fall in the North Country really is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you got the wineries. Uh, you know, you've got uh, a lot of activities going on that really do involve agriculture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to change topics here because, I mean, literally as I was waiting for you to walk in the my office, which is our studio, uh, I got this report th- uh, come across my desk. Now, this is from, and I think you'll find this interesting, Ron. I want to get your opinion on this. Um, when I went out to, uh, let's see, Palm Springs, California, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I went to the Food Evolution Summit or something like that. I forget what it was called. It was pretty cool, but it was out in California, so you know what to expect when I talk about being out there. Yeah. Anyways, um, so this is from uh, Matson. What is it? 
Um, they're a consulting group that looks at food trends. Uh, uh, they help food entrepreneurs develop their businesses out on the West mm -hmm. Coast. A pretty big group, pretty interesting. And uh, they did this survey. Now, let me see if I can. It's their, what they call their Snack Trends 2022-2023, uh, their top-line summary of this survey. You have to pay for the rest of it, by the way. Oh, okay. This is the free stuff. Okay. So... Uh, now, where did it go? So uh, they asked a question of the respondents. Uh, when it comes to snacking, have you ever combined foods or flavors that one might not think go together uh, but are actually really delicious to you? Have you ever done something like that? Oh, of course. Okay. So I'm going to put you <laughs> on the spot. Can you think of something that you've done that some people might not think about? Well, so say, for instance, peanut butter and marshmallows. Oh, yeah, I love peanut butter and marshmallows. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one. For me, it's putting, <laughs> you know Mike Shank, who yeah. works for, uh, um, for uh, Mark Walzik's office, Assemblyman Mark Walzik. Uh, but anyways, when he and I used to do the radio show, I'd gross Mike out by talking about Peanut butter sandwiches with goulash on it. Oh, wow. That, now, there you go. <laughs> Mike would get all freaked out by that. But it really is good. Well, anyways, here's a couple that I thought were interesting. Uh, so, uh, the respondents, 44% uh, of the respondents said yes. Uh, 56 said no, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. They're boring. Boring people. Anyways, um so some of the combinations, I, I like this one, barbecue chips and cottage cheese. Mm. That might, barbecue yeah. potato chips and yeah. cottage cheese. Yeah. Now, just for folks that might not know, here in Jefferson County, we were, we manufacture some of the world's best cottage cheese up yeah. at the H.P. Hood plant, plant in Lafargeville. Yeah. And I remember when we hosted uh, U.S. Senator Hillary Clinton for an agricultural listening session way back a long time ago, uh, I thought I'd be, oh, I don't know, uh, different. Yeah. And I served cottage cheese with honey on it, mm -hmm. which was really good. But she was like, cottage cheese with honey on it. Jay, I've never heard of that. But she tried it and she liked it. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, she yeah. liked it. Um, but anyway, so... Cottage cheese with barbecue potato chips. Yeah, so the cottage cheese becomes maybe the dip, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like, I, in fact, I think I'm going to go home tonight yeah. with a, yeah. a bag of barbecue potato chips, and we always have cottage cheese. Um, yogurt and grapefruit. That's mm, an interesting That's an interesting one. Yeah. I don't know, because I'm not a big grapefruit person. Me neither, again, no. So yogurt, uh, may, uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, this one I don't think is that. I'm sure you don't. Uh a uh, peanut butter and cheese sandwich. Okay. That one, yeah. yeah. I can't say I've tried it. No. But, but it might work. Yeah. Yeah, that might work. Uh, peanut butter and dill pickle sandwich. Mm. That's an interesting yeah. Conver yeah. combination. Um, uh, dipping pizza in milk. I've done that before. Yeah. Cold oh, pizza yeah. dipper yeah. in milk. Yeah, yeah. baby. And then popcorn, <laughs> popcorn and soft licorice candies together. Huh. I, I don't know. I, uh, that yeah. one doesn't appeal to me. But I really like the idea of the barbecue chips and cottage cheese. That That's sounds, probably the most appealing one. That sounds really good. That yeah. sounds really good. Now, when we had, uh, for I mentioned it just briefly, um, 
we had uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik's New York 21st District. Uh, her, some of her Washington, D.C. staff were here this week, last Monday. Uh, they're doing a tour of the entire district to learn about agriculture, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a first, really, and I th- I thought it was absolutely fabulous that these uh, staffers would come up here and spend that kind of time to learn the district. Yeah, I I I told them I said in in the thirty years that you know I've been involved in the industry, I don't ever remember uh, let one staff person, let alone three of them, right. Uh, traveling around the district, you know, you'll see the congressional rep, but you won't see the staff people other than just perhaps one particular event they'll come to. Right. Yes. But never uh, to tour and learn the district. So uh, we had three of them. We had the uh, legislative assistant who focuses on agriculture. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had the communications director. I mean, the director of communications Mm -hmm. for the congresswoman and one of the other legislative staff people. I forget exactly what her focus is. Uh, But anyways, they were in Jefferson County on Monday and we took them to Casnovia Equipment where they heard from Ron Porter about um, about the supply chain issues, the inflation issues and how that's impacting the equipment dealerships mm-hmm. and then in to, you know in turn impacting agriculture as a whole. Then we took them over to Old McDonald's Farm. You talked to them. Yep. Uh, how do you think that went? Uh, it was it was really good. It was really good to get in front of uh, staffers who, you know, nobody that maybe spends a lot of time working in politics understands these staffers really have an important job. They do all the legwork. When I was setting up appointments, just to echo on that point, Ron, you know, I had one of the uh, folks that was going to host our, our visit. They said, oh, well, the congresswoman won't be here. And I said, this is actually better. Yeah. Because when you get the congresswoman, she's usually on a very tight schedule, um, thinking 90 minutes, yeah. you know, an hour ahead. And, you know, obviously we'll give focus to you, but then is on to the next thing. And her staffers or his staffers, whoever it might be, are guiding them, you know, here's the next issue, here's the talking points, here's what yeah. you need to know. Uh, when you get the staffer, like you were saying, Ron, now you're getting the per- person that is focused on that issue. Correct. I mean, we had their undivided attention talking about issues important to agriculture. And it was timing was really good because, of course, last week we had just passed the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. (laughs) And we won't go any farther (laughs) with that. Yeah. But there's a lot of things in there in that Inflation Reduction Act that are detrimental to agriculture. Mm -hmm. And uh so we were able to talk about that. We were able to talk about immigration issues, which are front and center huge. right now. Huge, huge, huge issue, you know, with open borders, uh, people needing employees. Immigration issues really are front and center. Uh, we talked about the CDL licensing restrictions. Uh, we talked about uh, the farm bill and what that means to agricultural producers and what it means to the common ordinary citizen with the focus on food in the farm bill. Right. 
right. and the availability of food. So and then we were able to talk about some programs that are that are near and dear right here to Jefferson County with the food resiliency grants and other things. So it was really an opportunity to to really deliver a strong message to these staffers so they can go back and, and now they, they hopefully better understand. And from our place, I think you went to a winery, you went to Wise Choice Cuts, yep. a meat processor. Dwayne Smith's uh, with the Cold Hardy uh, <coughs> Grapevine Nursery, which was you know a huge difference between your visit and and the uh, Casanova equipment visit in that this took it down to a very small scale, a very uh, different sector of agriculture, talking about crop research, fruit and vegetable research, um, you know, the potential for different crops that could be grown here in the North Country, uh, some of the issues on research dollars and so on. So it was a lot different perspective for them to hear uh, in this overall discussion. Then we went over, to, like you said, to Wise Choice Cuts, the uh, uh, the uh, two very young, they've just been open a year, um, Justin and Chelsea Wise. Mm-hmm. And we talked about their their challenges that they've been through as, as they opened their facility there and their interest in becoming a USDA processor, but they're not there yet, mm-hmm. and some of that. Um, then we took them up to Coyote Moon on the River mm-hmm. where they met uh, Christina Randazzo-Ives and had a great conversation with her about uh, the wine industry and the challenges of, mm-hmm. of uh, um, the Canadian tariffs on U.S. Yep. wine products. Uh, that conversation came up. And then, uh, you know, different, but still very uh, important to us, uh, we met with Thousand Islands Land Trust, went on a tour on the river uh, of some of the conservation projects that the Land Trust has done, and a, a lot of discussion about the importance of agriculture to uh, the river ecosystem. Um, the You know, we had Ducks Unlimited there. They were talking mm-hmm. about the conservation projects on farmland and so on. So just the whole, it was very intense. I know it, it started at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. and it was 7 o'clock, I think, oh, wow. when I left them uh, for the last time that day. So a very intense time, a uh, lot of learning. They were probably pretty worn out by yeah. the time we walked yeah. away. And we had, uh, uh, I should mention, New York Farm Bureau and Jefferson County Farm Bureau help organize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had John Wagner and Devin Chelmadine, who's the president of Jefferson County Farm Bureau, uh, were there. So I thought that was just phenomenal. And then each day this week, uh, well, I think I think they go home today. Right. Um, they went to every county in the district. Uh, to do similar things to learn about agriculture. So I wished every congressional rep, I don't care, Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever you are, I wish they would have their staff go out and learn about agriculture in their districts. Well, it really sends a strong message that the congresswoman's, you know, really is uh, tied into her district. She wants to understand what's going on. I mean, obviously, this happened under her direction. Sure, yeah. And uh, so, you know, obviously, it shows, you know, that that we are important to her as constituents here in the North Country. She wants to know what's going on here. And you're absolutely right, Jake. Unfortunately, a lot of members don't understand what goes on in their district. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we're very fortunate to, you know, have a, a representative in Washington that puts that kind of emphasis on uh, on understanding what's happening here. Yeah. On the ground. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was great. Um, and I, it gave me a chance to really get to know them. Uh, usually the Washington staffers are just a voice on the phone. So this put a, a face with a name. They've been here. They, they see what we do. They see the issues, heard about them firsthand. So I just thought it was excellent. I'm glad that it happened. And I hope that in the future, whether it's Republican or Democrat, I don't care. I hope that their staff will do the same thing to learn about the issues. So uh, just a great effort. Great effort. Yeah, we've... Uh in these kind of times with uh, everything going on around the world and and the political, you know, all these geopolitical issues that are out there um, happening around us every day and, and how politics is really becoming, unfortunately, such a, an important part of our everyday life here. It really is impacting how we live and, and uh, you know, it's, it's interesting times for sure. And it's just really... Uh, you know, kind of refreshing to know that somebody may have our back at least here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Ron, um, you know, with you, you did some traveling this week, and I, I because of the time we've got, uh, you know, just a few minutes left, don't want to dive into it, but uh, on our next episode, we're going to hit this pretty hard. You did some traveling. What was that for? Well, I actually, uh, I'm part of a group of individuals. We, uh, we're kind of all old goats, I guess, if you if you want to use that term. <laughs> We're all the same age. Uh, there's it kind of ebbs and flows. Twelve to fifteen of us. We meet twice a year as kind of a peer group think tank, kind of, uh, and uh, we just talk high level issues. We uh, we try to look, you know, fifty thousand foot view even maybe of where we're headed as an industry in agriculture. We're from all over the country. Uh, one member actually farms also, he's from North Dakota, farms in Mozambique, Africa. Wow. Uh, one individual is uh, uh, chairman of the board of CHS Cooperative, which is a very large Midwest cooperative. A um, couple of guys are retired farmers. They now lease out their land. Myself, uh, we have a couple consultants that are ag, you know, ag financial consultants involved. And Sean Hackett, who's been on our podcast as a member, Sean always does a presentation kind of on that's that's weather focused as well as market focused. So anyway, we meet for a couple days. Uh, we usually meet in January. We usually meet in August. We happen to be out in Iowa this time. And uh, so hopefully next week in the podcast, we can kind of get into kind of what I saw, you know, from a crop perspective, traveling out to Iowa, I actually drove out, um, took some back roads, stayed off the interstate. So you really get a feel for Midwest rural America doing that. That's some of the best things you can do. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, some observations there. You know, we met uh, in the conference room of one of the individual's farms uh, for, you know, a couple days and we talked about the future and we talked about some of the things that we've talked about as long as five six <laughs> years ago that have actually come true and so which is kind of scary kind of scary kind of scary yeah. yep absolutely no i think that's a really neat so in essence you are uh what's that group that meets 
internationally the secretive economic. Oh yeah, we actually talk about them. Oh, do uh, you? Yeah, they. They're uh, like your rivals. They man. go to the Dovas or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. They Davos, fly, Davos, yeah, Davos. Yeah, and they fly in on their private jets and they determine the future of the world. Basically. That's right. The, tell uh, us how bad we're doing yeah, with climate the, change uh, you once know, they step off their private the, jets. The, the Bilderbrands, uh, yeah, the, the Rothschilds. Bilderberg. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Anyways, yeah. you can tell Ron and I are yeah. really up on our terminology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ask me later on, I'll t- be able to tell yeah, you we exactly. Actually, we actually designed a flowchart that kind of lays all that out. So it'd be interesting. We can talk about that a little bit and how, you know, the so-called deep staters, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know what you ought to do? We could line up a couple of your think tank people, yeah, and we could have them on the podcast. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could I could patch them in. Yeah, here. I'd love we'll have to do our that. own Bilderberg conference <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is, Bilderberg. <laughs> I don't know what they call it, but anyways, it'd be interesting. Yeah, that, yeah. That, we'll see if we can line. Yeah, that we'll up. see if we can do that. Get a couple of them, and you know, we'll yeah. plan out the the future of agriculture here in the United States. There and, you go. And, Tell everybody how to do it right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been a great conversation, and uh, apologize to our listeners for um, for not being uh, back here. Ron and I, uh, we get busy and let things get in the way of doing the podcast, and we really shouldn't. Mostly my fault, but uh, I'll I'll share a little blame with Ron because he's such the world traveler, right? Right. So, yeah. and it's just not well. The same. It's, you got to do that to bring the information home, Jay. So, well, that that is right. Yeah, yeah, uh, you have you know, to do that. I'm, it's all in the it's all in a day's work. So. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, folks, uh, you have a great weekend or whatever day this might be. Just make it special and remember to buy low as much as you can uh, because you're helping yourself you're helping your local economy and uh, it's it's just good food and don't forget barbecue potato chips and cottage, cottage cheese. cheese there you go just make sure it's hp hood cottage, cottage cheese. cheese the world's best ch- uh, uh, cottage cheese so yeah. anyways uh, we'll talk to you next week right here on jay madison's rural america thank you for tuning in to jay madison's rural america Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or jcida.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.